Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. everyone, this is Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian, and today I am joined by two guests, Andrea Prezzi, who's been on the podcast before, and Tomas Bartolini. Uh, Andrea, how are you today? I'm doing great, Brian. Thank you again for having me back in your podcast. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's my pleasure. And, and Tomas, welcome to you as well. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to ask you to uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, uh, your career, whatever you want to talk about. And Andrea, why don't we start with you? Thanks. Well, uh, I am, uh, we, we, we talked again in the past uh, in your podcast, and I'm the same person. So <laughs> I'm uh, the direct, <laughs> director of marketing of uh, the MF Filtration. And uh, my background, anyway, is quite technical because I am a chemical engineer who had uh, experience uh, first uh, like in the process uh, in the laboratory of the MF filtration and recently later the sales for a long period and my recent uh, step in the company is uh, as a marketing director but uh, I was checking last week it's already 22 years that I'm working for the same company wow fantastic <laughs> yes but now I prefer to have somebody new introduced uh, to, to you and your audience, which is uh, my colleague, Tomas Bartolini. So, Tomas, the ball, the ball is yours. Thanks, Andrea. Yes, I'm, uh, I've been with the group for almost 16 years, and that means that I've been uh, through all the different acquisitions and owners of uh, the companies within the group, the brand. And uh, for the last four years, I have been collaborating in the MF filtration here at Lugo in, uh, in Italy as uh, the head of spare parts and services for, uh, for sales, especially. Okay, great. Um, Andre, maybe you can give us a little bit of an update. Last time we talked, we were discussing, amongst other things, your very large filter press machine called Domino. Is there any updates on that? Is there more orders for it? Or is, is has the one that you built, has it already shipped? What can you tell us about it? Well, uh, thank you all are very good questions and I'm happy that I have uh, good answers because uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first domino that we launched um, at the end of last year is now already at the site in Peru being installed and hopefully mid-summer we will start this unit so there is a big excitement in in the company because we we want to see this unit performing and maybe we might have a new podcast before the end of the year to discuss about the updates of the operation of this unit uh, that sounds fantastic and is it still uh, confidential where this Domino has landed? Yeah, Domino is in a copper mine in Peru. Uh, 
the ownership uh, is of a group called Grupo Mexico. We keep uh, the name of the site uh, still confidential, but uh, there, there is not, uh, well, there are few of these sites, so it's not a very difficult uh, guess <laughs> for, for the name of the site. And at the same time, uh, an answer to one of the previous questions, there is also one more order that we got. So now Domino is not just one unit, but there is uh, one more in production that is going in the same area of the world is going to Chile for another very important copper project. So things are moving and hopefully growing and growing again. Yeah. The, the domino effect. Yeah. Domino effect. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Let's hope yeah. for it. Yeah, that's, that's great. And uh, like we were saying before, and, and on Enter Product Launch, it really is a game changer. Well, uh, I think that uh, that was the intent that we, we are so far happy. And even in recent times, uh, I've been in several trade shows, uh, finally back in person. And I was uh, somehow amazed uh, to receive people to our booth uh, saying, hey, how's Domino doing? How, <laughs> how things are going? So, well, we, we wanted to leave something in the memory of people and be, of course, uh, <laughs> involved whenever there are opportunities for, for such uh, equipment and, and, uh, and installations. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And it, it's interesting how innovative your company is because you've come up with something else and that's why we've uh, invited Tomas uh, in particular to join us today because you've got a new approach to the market. And Tomas, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Yes, Brian. Um, I'm going to start telling you a short story. Okay. In uh, in 2000 and, uh, 2020, in March, during the first week of lockdown here in Italy, uh, we were trying to figure out with our CEO and our head of R&D how to continue to serve our customers with this new uh, way of, of doing business. We cannot physically go into the plants and give them the support. And we started working, uh, me and Davide, which is the, the head of R&D, we started working and very quickly we realized that uh, this, this may not be a temporary solution and that maybe we could build something that could be much more interesting. So we started looking at the, the signals that we had already installed in the machines you know the machine needs sensors to mm -hmm. be automated as much as possible yeah so we started thinking about building a, uh, a software that can collect that data uh, create a data lake we place that on the cloud we are uh, supporting our our app that was developed especially for us uh, on the MindSphere platform that is available on the cloud. And then we started to say, okay, but uh, we are collecting data, we are putting them in an app, and we are trying to uh, do something with it, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's not, we realized that the, the, the collection of the data and the technology, how you collect the data is not the core business or it's not the core of what we want to do. So after two years, uh, we have developed AIDA, 
which is the uh, DM filtration uh, proposal for the I industrial IoT, the IIoT, mm-hmm. um, that will provide competence and knowledge based on what our expert teams can tell you from the data that we are collecting from your site. So give us an example of how it would be used and how it would benefit your customers and clients. For example, we have different modules that uh, are constructed and built into the the app. Uh, There's one that is a very rich one that is the KPIs. Okay, so for example, you may be able to look at the different historical data and real-time data of what's going on with the filter when it comes to productivity, for example. Uh, then you will you will be able to see also uh, what ha- what has been the trend of this specific KPIs. But this is something that is is pretty plain, right? You can do that maybe with with the, the current systems. But what we can do and what we are offering, which is the uh, the, the value that we are giving to AIDA is that we are, re- we are making a relationship between KPIs, for example, when you put together the feed pressure of the filter with, uh, with, the, uh, with the productivity, or maybe you, you can put together the uptime and the, uh, the usage of the machine, and then try to analyze that data with our uh, process engineers or our automation engineers and detect or give information to the customer that can help them uh, make decisions. So basically what we are trying to do is to have a DM filtration engineer present at all times on the machine, is looking at how things are going and maybe giving you uh, insights on how you can run that part better or maybe you can have some 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 maintenance task done preventively. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. I I know I've heard stories about filter plants that got commissioned without any representative from the manufacturer, and in one case, the the uh, machine was. would be but colliding too hard and so it wasn't functioning well so with your technology you could remotely uh, detect that the machine was not operating correctly is that accurate yes that, that would be accurate for example other than the kpis we have the um, the cloth monitoring yeah, okay of, of yeah each each cloth is is suited with an RFID chip that is being uh, acquired by an antenna that is installed on the filter, installed mm-hmm. on the filter. Mm-hmm. And you will have every cycle, the, the position of that cloth monitored and, uh, and registered, right? So you will be able to check and, and, and see within the, the historical um, functioning of, of the machine how much was that cycle, that, that life cycle of that cloth in that specific position of the, of, the, of the plate, which would be very interesting if you look at, 
for example, the last 2,000 or, or 3,000 cycles, if you start um, uh, replacing a cloth in a specific position, you may have an issue with the plate, for example, or you may have an issue with, uh, with, with some part of, 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 the, of the cleaning system in that, in that portion of the filter. So you can start to identify uh, some malfunctions or preventively to avoid even uh, you know more expensive failures okay okay yeah very interesting andrea i think you recently gave a presentation on this uh new technology is that right it is correct uh, we we presented this uh, technology in uh, vancouver at the cim show and i must say that the attendance was uh, very good so was very pleased to see that um, people in the industry is interested to know uh, what uh, now the, the market and the supplier can can offer and and to give some additional information to what thomas uh, already explained the the units uh, operating in, in the mining industry in particular are in remote areas so you can imagine how easy would be to monitor handle manage and, and even support a client uh, uh, reducing the quantity of travels when uh, you have this uh, technology available for for you and uh, i always like to make the, the sentence that uh, uh, it's not uh, something that you just need to relate to to, to money this uh, this uh, technology AIDA, is is something that is giving a very uh, added value and, and i would say that uh, the value is uh, that uh, as a client for example you can sleep well every night if, if you know that somebody is taking care of your system so sleeping well at night <laughs> talking about big installations uh, uh, where where you have uh, a lot of capacities and a lot of parameters taken care of. That, in my opinion, is a kind of, uh, say, say, revolution. And and uh, I am I, concluding saying that another part of revolution that I can see from my perspective is that uh, I worked for this company for 22 years. And when I joined the company, I was a chemical engineer and yeah. I knew why a chemical engineer was hired by this company. Yeah. The latest person that we hired now is a data analyst. So you, I couldn't uh, even imagine uh, 22 years ago that a data analyst uh, could be a, a person working for this company. But now the importance of the data and the data management is, is absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So I, I know when, when the first domino gets commissioned i know you're gonna have people there despite the fact that you you have this new really cool technology but uh you, you know you'll you'll you know break a bottle of champagne over its bow and everything but you can't be there for all, all that long you'll be there for a, a few days but after that this new technology can take over and you can keep an eye on it remotely it, it is a big powerful and very expensive machine and so it's it really is nice that you can look in on it remotely and, and have 24 7 uh communication with it just to make sure that everything's going right 
Exactly. And it is a way for everybody to learn, learn and improve because uh, you are learning about uh, the new trends, uh, about uh, cause and effect of uh, changes that might happen even in the mindset. And everything will, will feed a kind of uh, database and uh, even the artificial intelligence so that uh, the more you advance, uh, the higher is the level of service and the quality of, uh, of the support that uh, we, we might give. So there is a big excitement uh, and we, we think that uh, Domino in Peru will be one of the first cases uh, that uh, will, uh, will be applied to the mining industry, but we have already other pilot uh, uh, plants uh, that we, we are already monitoring in order to, to create this, uh, this incredible number of uh, data and database. Yeah, that, that's really impressive. Um, so, Tomas, what else can you tell us about this this uh, application? Have you found any success stories of something that you're monitoring presently that you could share? Yes, of course. Uh, we have, uh, Andrea was just mentioning that we have an installation here in Italy close to our plant, hmm. almost 20 miles uh, <laughs> from, from our plant. <laughs> it, was, it was comfortable to have it very close. Yeah. Uh, on a GHT 2000 for the last 16 months that has been running and collecting data and showing us uh, the different parts of, of how the app can give you, can give you insights. And the interesting thing uh, that, uh, that Andrea also mentioned very quickly is that the app has the uh, artificial intelligence built in to do two things mainly. One is to evaluate the cycle of the machine. So we are training it for the last 16 months uh, with this site trying to reach the optimal cycle. We call it the golden cycle analysis. Hmm. Uh, so it will give you in a, at a glance, how the how the overall process is doing, because we understand that the customer, the customer business is not to maintain the DM filtration machine, right? They want to do a lot of different things with their with their plans. So, giving them the information that how everything in when it comes to the process is being uh, delivered is, is being is being worked out uh, very quickly. It is an interesting thing. And then the second thing that the AI algorithm is going to do is going to start uh, customizing the maintenance uh, structure. We have a the maintenance strategy, sorry, not structure. We have a built-in maintenance plan, which is the, the, the original standard that comes within the machine when it's new. And uh, you have all the, the tasks that you need to do that are not necessarily with, uh, with spare parts, uh, included, it, it will give you how many time you need and how many resources you need. And also on the other part of the maintenance tab, uh, you will have how many parts you need in terms of the health and the utilization of this part. So you have all the sections that are counting how many cycles these parts are doing on consumables especially, and it will give you a, a in advance in a preventive manner when you win, when you will need to re, uh, to change and and replace this part the cool thing is that the the ai is now uh, after because uh, this is important 
important thing to 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 notice. AI doesn't work if you don't have a lot of data, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It, it means that it doesn't make a lot of sense to put AI if you have just a couple of months of data because it, it is it's not it's not rich enough to do it. But after 16 months with this customer, uh, we we will, we started to see that there's a bill of materials that can be built automatically of all the materials you will need for the next maintenance and that will allow you to have better spare parts management for example so that that part is is really cool it's really interesting and we have been uh, seeing with this customer uh, how a quarry in here in in italy which we normally uh, know that they work a couple of cycles per day they do not work every day uh, the owner is very very interested in this kind of technology because it it allows him to monitor even when he is not at the plant when the plant is shut down for the weekend for example because there is no enough material he can check the trends and talk to his uh, operators and, and, and maintainers for for the next thing that they do that they need to do next monday for example so it, it is it is allowing the customer to make decisions and that's the biggest value of, of aida Oh, that's, that's really good. You know, as a geotechnical engineer, I'm always uh, thinking of the moisture content of the filter cake when it comes out. And it would be a really very handy extension of this technology if it could monitor the moisture content of the filter cake so yeah, that yeah. It, it would know, okay, let's squeeze a little bit longer next time and get that moisture down a little bit more. Yes, Brian, and uh, you, you are touching a very good topic because um, for, for sure the, the moisture of the cake is one of the parameters monitored, uh, monitored by the application and uh, it's also something uh, which is part of the golden cycle. But uh, let me expand a little bit. At the end of my presentation in Vancouver, there was a, a person asking me a question and he said, uh, well, is this only applicable to your units or even prior to oh. that and, and after? And the answer is that uh, when we have uh, AIDA available, that can be also applied to the previous equipment and the following equipment in order to have uh, even a better picture of, uh, of the situation. For example, when we are discharging the cakes on, on a conveyor or even uh, farther down, we, we can collect more data and have uh, uh, an expanded view of what's, what's going on. And at the end, I believe even a better optimization of the, of the overall cycle. Yeah, that's great. That's this is some this is this is also a game changer, you guys. We believe so, and and yeah. that's why we push always on the accelerator when it comes to innovation. Yeah. And when it comes to, to new ideas, because uh, we we think this is a, a, a type of uh, market in particular requiring this uh, this approach, this investment, and this uh, uh, you know willingness to collect more more data and, and analyze those yeah and it's it's really interesting to me that it was kind of driven by the pandemic and uh just the just knowing that you can't travel and working remotely I, that's that's really very cool 
Yeah, Tomas explained very well that uh, the the probably the starting point was the pandemic, but uh, again the the need was already there. Probably yeah. not so evident, uh, but but uh, something happened to to make this <laughs> much more uh, evident yeah. and necessary. Yeah, no, that that's great. That, that's really good. And yeah, you know, I, I think I've asked all the questions that I had for you, and I, I appreciate you uh, describing this to me and, and to the listeners as well. Was there anything that I missed? Any questions that I didn't ask that you wanted to respond to? I, if I if I may, I would like to to share a very important point of of these last two years because um, I realized that it is not about collecting the data or using the technology and and maybe somebody would benefit uh, saving a couple of months of thinking uh, and jump trying uh, maybe jumping into the into the end the most important thing about the industrial iot that i realize is the, is giving context to the data and not the data itself okay and this is a very important thing because everybody can collect data and with any technology you can do it you don't need dms filtration to put a sensor in a machine to yeah. measure the temperature right yeah, yeah. but the context of what DMS filtration is giving to that signal is, uh, let me give you a short example of what, what context means that for me is a very simple one, but I think makes makes a great point. Okay. Uh, you, you, can, you can think about a sensor, a, a temperature sensor in a room, okay? So yeah. that is just one sensor that's giving you the temperature in, in any given minute. So giving context means, for example, putting that sensor into a geographical position putting it if it's the ground floor the first floor or the 10th floor uh, then considering if how the temperature is moving within the day and you can maybe uh, conclude that is an office so temperatures start to rise uh, for from 8 a.m up until 5 but then on the weekend there's there's a very uh, different variation of the temperature you can maybe this is the context you can tweak your heating or cooling system just to start a little bit uh, before the, the persons come into the office uh, and making it a little bit more efficient or, or uh, you know the inertia of, of the heat uh, it's going to take a little bit less time to, to combat it so you will uh, save a little bit energy but you can design your uh, cooling or heating system based on how is the, the specific uh, office behaving right if it's yeah. a conference room if it's an office so just with one signal uh, you can have a lot of good information with context to to make decisions and this is what we're trying to to uh, to achieve here one last thing and, and that i wanted to to add is that the the customer that will hire the the, the aida service will get every two weeks or every month depending on their needs a document that we call the findings report and this findings report is a summary of what we have encountered and what we think it is good to know in order to make good decisions meaning process wise mechanical wise electric thing maybe behaviors in terms of of trends and and this report is based on on information that can be uh, maybe spread out within the company because not everyone will have access to the to the app on the customer side 
um, but they will they, they they can have the highlights information very quickly. And on our side, it could help our technicians when they really need to come physically to a site to do some tasks because they, they will and, they, and probably less than before, but they, they will have to go anyway. They could read the last three or four findings report and and see what was going on on that site and maybe be very prepared and uh, from the from day one to perform the, the all the things that need to be done. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Very good. Well, I I think that probably wraps it up. Uh, Andrea, before we part ways, did you have any key takeaways or pearls of wisdom that you could lay on us? Yes, Brian. Uh, you might say, oh, Andrea, this is the sentence of uh, a marketing person. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I still insist on giving this to, to you and to our audience, because after this conversation, uh, even listening uh, Thomas explaining very well, uh, Aida, I think this type of approach, this type of, uh, of service, uh, is, uh, is also changing the relationship between uh, client uh, and supplier. Uh, and uh, really, I tend to believe that the client and supplier are now becoming more and more just colleagues. Yeah. I, I, I really think this is, uh, this is a kind of a marketing sentence, but it is also very true. So we are working together uh, as colleagues uh, because we are analyzing together with the same desire, same scope, same goal, an amount of uh, information, their quality, and trying to get the best out of it. Yeah, no, perfect. I, I agree with you, and I think that... Uh from my side that that's true as well so i appreciate that notion so tomas how about you do you have any key takeaways or pearls of wisdom you could leave with us i think i i, I started my last statement saying that uh, context of the data giving context to the data yeah. is the most valuable thing that we can do with industrial iot I will, I, will, I will leave with that. Okay, perfect. Andrea and Tomas, I really appreciate you spending some time with us and sharing this information about your newest application. And I think it's, it, hopefully it's going to get used broadly because it certainly has great value and can help people's equipment to run as expected. And so I, I think that's a really great innovation. Ryan, thank you very much for having us uh, with you. And uh, we look forward to our next podcast because we are always excited to have conversations and, and uh, talk to you and your, uh, and your audience. Well, when, uh, when Domino gets commissioned and you have something to tell me about it, then we'll definitely have you back on. Perfect. Okay. And all the and, best. And you too. And thanks, Tomas. Thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you, Brian. It was Absolutely. a pleasure. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rocking.